Hello and welcome to Ask This Podcast. I am Anna Weber and I'm Ask This Marketing Coordinator. With me today, I have Robert Fearson from Manhattanville College in Purchase, New York, and Seth Weitzman from Mercy College in Dobbs Ferry, New York. Both Robert and Seth are presenting for ASPA at our 85th annual conference in Anaheim, California, coming up in just a couple of weeks. Robert and Seth, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Pleasure to be here. We're very excited to be with you. And would you mind telling our listeners just a little bit about yourselves? Seth? Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, So my name is Seth Weitzman. I was a middle school principal for 27 years. You know, I go to uh, cocktail parties and people run away from me when I say that. But it's a job I loved, actually. Um, uh, The school districts, um, two of them, were uh, located just outside New York City, which is where I live. And I also taught for seven years. Rob and I uh, wrote a book on, um, actually two books on education topics, uh, both having to do with personnel issues, actually. One, quite some time ago, 20 plus years ago, uh, on how to get the teaching job you want. It's about the job search process in education. And the second, about two years ago now, um, is called From Conflict to Collaboration, A School Leader's Guide to Unleashing Conflict's Problem-Solving Power. Rob? Okay, uh, I'm Robert Fearson. Uh, I too have uh, many years in P12 education. I was a teacher of social studies and I was special education. Uh, and then I joined the, the ranks of the uh, school leadership and became assistant principal principal uh, uh, at both the elementary and middle school levels uh, where I connected with Seth. Um, and then I went on to the central office as an assistant superintendent, deputy superintendent, ultimately as superintendent of schools before marching off into higher education where I am now. So um, so between us, we feel we've covered a lot of territory in P-12 education and, uh, and have seen it from many perspectives. You guys have done it all, all <laughs> up and down the PK-12 world. Right. What session are you presenting for us at this year's annual conference? So we're doing a session on uh, based on our research about conflict uh, and how conflict affect, affects school leadership and particularly uh, stresses both the school leader and the, and the organization as a whole. And our, our goal in this uh, presentation is to help uh, attendees really develop what we call conflict agility skills because conflict in education today and really for many, many years has been uh, an area, an arena of conflict. And uh, the interesting or ironic thing is that most leadership programs and most leadership professional development does not address conflict. It doesn't address how to deal with conflict. So people are unprepared uh, for the challenges it presents. So we've, in our research, uh, which is based on not only the field of education, but we've looked at business, we've looked at actually engineering, we've looked at healthcare, we've looked at what's something called peace studies. Um, and we've really assembled uh, a number of skills and understandings that we think help school leaders really master the terrain of conflict and can turn it into 
not only a problem solving device, but a, a way to promote organizational growth. Do you have anything to add? Um, you know, these are unprecedented times, we think, um, with uh, school leaders facing the challenge of um, conflict, maybe more than ever. I mean, in fact, historically, you could go back to uh, to uh, school desegregation um, and, and school segregation. You could go back to a hundred years ago to um, teaching evolution and the Scopes monkey trial. Um, but you just have to open a newspaper or look on social media to see how heated uh, this these issues have become in schools. Um, so there's uh, there's kind of, we'll call it day-to-day -day conflict that leaders have been accustomed to working in schools where parents, teachers, school leaders, school boards may have different values and different uh, interests. Uh, so there's all of that, um, you know, kind of day-to-day conflict that we suppose every organization must face. Um, but then in these times, of course, uh, there was just a study out that showed that it's this political conflict that has led scores of school leaders to up and leave either by choice or not. I guess that kind of leads into my next question. What would motivate someone to come to your session? Well, we'd like to think that um, that there's lots of reasons. And um, no matter what your job title might be, we think that we have a lot to uh, to think about um, if you attend our session. Um, you know, uh, this, I don't have to explain to your audience um, how this uh, topic relates to school leaders. It's something that uh, school leaders fit day in and day out. There are studies that show that uh, leaders uh, face conflict 20 to 40 percent. That's 20 to 40 percent of their day. And we'd like to think that uh, personnel administrators play a key role in teaching uh, other leaders in a school building or a school district those skills and strategies that Rob referred to before. It's really the gist of our session is to uh, help school leaders walk away with the beginning of an understanding that A, um, they can do something about conflict. It can get better um, if you learn some of those skills and, uh, and strategies that we'll be teaching in our session. So if I could just add on to that a little bit, um, I think the role of personnel administrators and really the human resources uh, uh, school leadership, leadership has, you know, is way beyond the, the traditional old kind of archaic view of just, uh, you know, hiring people and things like that. It, it expands into many spheres ranging from, you know, induction, mentoring, uh, professional learning, uh, it includes negotiations and and all of these things in the past decade or so 
have become contentious in one level or another. I mean, what do we do about DEI initiatives? What do we do about uh, our, the way we approach hiring and induction? What do we do in terms of professional learning? What are we teaching? How are we doing it? Uh, what's our approach to sharing leadership and distributing leadership? All these things uh, have become contentious beyond the typical day-to-day -day things that Seth was referring to. And so the skills and understandings, and I think even the dispositions, the approach to this that we that we suggest, I think, can help folks become uh, more attuned to those uh, issues and, and be able to address them more effectively. But also, we keep stressing this, uh, grow the organization. It builds organizational capacity because as leadership shows the way, these skills and understandings become part of the way we do business around here and promotes organizational health. Excellent. Would you mind sharing with me one of the tools or strategies that the session attendees can take away and implement immediately in their district? Uh, sure. Well, Definitely. Well, well. <laughs> um, we talk, we really f focus on, I think, two distinct approaches. One is uh, this kind of uh, you as the leader, you as the role model, you as the person who sets the agenda. And there are a number of, of skills that and understandings that go with that. And then we have another set of, of, of skills that relate to organizational health. But let me talk about the first one, because leadership sets the tone and uh, leadership uh, provides the model. And one of the things we talk about in our sessions is understanding uh, cognitive and emotional bias. Uh, conflict inevitably raises the emotional temperature. And when we get emotionally heated, when we get emotionally involved in the discussion, uh, it has impact on our thinking. And uh, some of the things that we suggest in the, in the workshop are ways to control those emotional and cognitive kind of shortcuts that we traditionally take. Now, these, these things work because they, they enable us to make decision-making much shorter. I mean, if we had to go through a whole critical analysis of everything that we do, um, it would certainly tie up our day. We never get anything done. So these things are, are all often helpful. On the other hand, when conflict arises, they can become extremely deleterious and they can result in uh, conf confusing the agenda, uh, kind of delaying rational thought, putting other people off. So we teach some, some of the strategies for understanding your biases. It's very hard to really take a step back and look at yourself and recognize where your uh, biases lead you, and then uh, being able to channel those, the, that kind of rational thought in a better direction. And I'm gonna go in a different direction. Um, the We discuss this in our book, um, and we'll also, it's also on the agenda for our presentation is kind of the um, conflict has two opposite effects, we believe. On one hand, it is, as Rob has described, um, creates a toxic environment in many schools um, when it's not constructively addressed. And that has an impact on school leaders themselves and their uh, lasting on the job and their stress levels as well and it also has the impact an impact on a school district's uh, capacity to uh to undergo reform because uh there's this knee-jerk reaction to uh to change um 
that's seething with conflict. On the other hand, some administrators take the opposite approach. They're uncomfortable with conflict. So as a result, they shy away from it, they avoid it, and that we believe is problematic too because many of the substantive big issues we face in education today, equity would be on top of my list. Um, nothing moves forward in many schools because we think that school leaders are afraid to poke the bear, you know? They're afraid of the conflict that would result because they haven't learned how to deal with it. James Baldwin, American writer, there's a quote he has on this topic that I love. Um, James Baldwin said that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed unless it is faced. And um, that speaks to the necessity that school leaders be able to not um, avoid or neglect conflicting issues, but in fact, to take them on in a way that's healthy for an organization. Well, this topic sounds amazing. You are both very knowledgeable, I can tell. Um, and I spend a lot of time talking to school administrators, obviously, in my line of work, and it sounds like this session will be incredibly helpful to a lot of them because every time you see them, they're trying to put out another fire, and it's difficult to put out <laughs> those fires when there's things happening in the background besides just the safety and well-being of students, and it sounds like this session is going to be an amazing um, font of knowledge for them. Have either of you attended any ASPA events before? You can say no, it won't hurt my feelings. No, um, I presented in ASPA last, was it July? Yeah, think, in, in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And well-attended session. And I think um, I, I was pleased as a presenter because um, it, it was a very engaged audience, you know, um, because they, they were not posing an issue that school that that uh, personnel administrators haven't seen a thousand times. In fact, so um, they were, you know, they they were very willing and ready to contribute their own perspective on it, which we think, you know, made this session that much more lively. Um, yeah, I think that you can anticipate that in October as well, especially with these <laughs> pre-conference right. sessions. That it's three hours; it's a lot more time for you to really dive into all of the ins and outs of your topics. Yeah, and we're looking forward to making this very interactive because uh, first of all, I, I know I am a lousy lecturer, so that's it's number one. But um, the point of this is that people really uh, get their feet wet and really experience this approach, this perspective, and you, how to utilize it so that they can bring it back to their settings. We don't want to have some just inert knowledge that's you know, nice to have, but uh, isn't useful. So um, our work really involves uh, folks getting into the material and really working on uh, simulations uh, so that they're, they're able to see the, the, the relevance directly to the job that they have. Excellent. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I've had a great time speaking with you and I wish that I could go to your session. I It's been very fascinating to listen to both of you speak. Well, we hope you can attend.
<laughs> and certainly, okay. Sneak away. Well, yeah. thank you both. Thank you. It's been it's you. been a pleasure um, to uh, to meet you, and uh, we hope to see many school uh, personnel administrators at our session. Yes. Looking forward to it. Yes, and thank you for the time to do this. We yeah, appreciate it. I'll see you both in Anaheim very soon. Great. Take care.